I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and watch Netflix. That's right. We, we Netflix, and then we chill. That's right. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, lovers. Yes, and, and everyone. And everyone. I mean, everybody loves somebody I mean, we should all sometime. love ourselves. That's true. Self-love is the original love. Yeah. And some say still the best. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, hey guys, you are listening to this because you are a subscriber to our show and we're grateful for you. And to thank you, we watched an episode of How to Build a Sex Room. A couple episodes. Yeah, we did. But but we watched one episode this morning. We watched another episode the other day and probably forgot it already. Yeah. So this episode is is our sex room episode. It, it's for subscribers only. Yep, so you, you asked for it. No one asked for it. Nobody asked for this. Um, but so, uh, guys, you probably have, if you haven't seen it, you've heard of this show. Wait, it is on Netflix, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, on Netflix called How to Build a Sex Room, where you've got this woman, a self-described sex room designer. Yeah. I mean, I think she started out as, as a, uh, you know, general interior designer, but but came to specialize in building sex rooms and mm-hmm. sexy accoutrements. Mm-hmm. And her name is Melanie Rose. She appears to be maybe in her late 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, short, kind of silver hair. She appears to be British. Yeah. And um, she is... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm trying to figure out how to describe like the... the confidently gleeful way that she has expanded the definition of sex room designer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we all, we all had an idea of what a sex room designer was before we met. Yeah, Melanie. sure. But sure, now, yeah. but now our horizons have expanded. So basically, you know, she acts as kind of like a sex therapist, sex coach. She kind of goes in and the premise is uh, in each episode, she meets with two different couples who basically have agreed to bring her in and she, She's going to build them like the sex room of their dreams. And she definitely, I think, gets a a real kick out of building the ones that are maybe more kinky. Yeah. Although some of them are more like sort of romantic havens. Yeah. Like there was literally a bed with flower petals strewn on it in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to talk about that because it was a it, it was like a sheepskin throw on top of a bed. And then she had scattered flower petals gleefully. There was a slow-mo of her scattering the flower petals over the sheepskin. And I was just like, God, you're going to have to like pick that up and shake it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like, what do you do? Have you ever been in a, a place where somebody has left flower petals on the bed for you? And like, what do you do with them? I don't think I have. Like, I mean, do you like fuck on the flower petals? I it seems don't. Like, I, I would seems not. Seems like no, if you crushed them, so. they might leave some pigment on the bedspread. Right. And and maybe like on your skin. On like your you skin. need to be like finding bits of flower petals yeah, in like bits various of flower. I mean, we've got crevices. We all have crevices yeah. and I don't really want flower petals in them. No, I think it's like, it's, it's for the kind of the architectural digest photo, the Airbnb photo of the sex room. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then it all gets cleared out. Yeah. Um, so a couple things before we dive in further. First of all, like I, I, have a couple first I brought my sexiest voice here because uh, because I'm experiencing some uh, some fun acid reflux which is like the the sexiest symptom um it is always it, you know nothing says let's have sex like acid reflux mm-hmm. so uh so working on that 
And uh, like, I don't, I, I'm concerned about a couple things. I, I don't want any part of this episode to come off as kink shaming or yucking of yums in any way. And we're going right. to try to avoid that. Also, like uh, something that definitely is going to happen is like, I'm going to get really flustered because I'm not good at talking about these things. And that's kind of the point of the episode yeah. to, to expand my horizons. When, when Matthew and Sorry. I planned this episode uh, with producer Abby, by the way. Thank you, producer yeah. Abby, for encouraging us to make these bad choices. Um, when we planned this episode, we, we were trying to schedule a time to tape it. And Matthew was like, I don't want to do this episode in the, in the apartment with my family in it. Well, not like like what I said, like told them what episode I mean, we're going to be taping. I understand like with your child in it, um, even though your child's like 18. But but like it's it's not that I'm planning to say anything that I never want them to hear. Sure. It's just like I want to not have to like stop and think about it. Yeah. Okay. And I'm still going to stop and think about it. That's fair. So we're recording this with uh, Matthew's spouse and child out of the house on Monday morning, the sexiest time of the week. Yes, that's right. So, um, so Matthew, let's dive into. So we watched the first episode with producer Abby, and then we watched the second one today on our own. Yes, yeah, so we're um, going to focus on season one, episode two. Is there going to be a season two? We don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Matthew, where do we begin here? I mean, number one, I just found myself thinking, like, what are Melanie Rose's qualifications? I mean, first, I think we need to begin with Memory Lane because oh, this is a spilled milk shoot. episode, right? Okay. Yeah, Memory Lane. Yeah. What are your okay. What are your sex room memories? Because oh, I, I my th- sex room memories. Some. You do? Yeah. Have you been in a sex room? Well, okay. So I've been on several times. I was going to say a number of times, like like <gasps> it was dozens, but I've been to a love hotel yes! in Japan a few mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. and like. Like, so, so those rooms, like, I've never been to, like, one of the super high-end ones, just kind of, like, the regular neighborhood ones. Like, what does it cost to oh, go to, like, just, like, a regular a neighborhood one? Like, I want to say, like, 50 or $60 for two hours. Okay, okay. And so what was it like in there? Okay, so there's always, that like, the key things are, like, that the, it's a very small room and the bed takes up pretty much the whole space. And there's, like, mood lighting and music that you can select. Okay. And it's fun, like, you know, I am the person who, like, you know, I'll go in there and, like, I have to play around with all the settings on the lights first. Okay, wow, and that's sexy. So there'll be, like, you know, six <laughs> or eight different buttons to press for, like, mm. different different lighting moods. Mm. Do you bring your acid reflux with you? <laughs> Everywhere I go, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but hold on. So what is there anything in particular that makes it more than just like a hotel room you're renting by the hour? Um, not really. It's, it's just that it's like extremely bed focused, which I know every hotel room is, but like I'm, I can't overstate like how much the bed takes up the entire space. Okay. And like you have to like kind of squeeze out just to get to the bathroom. Okay. Okay. You know, I have never had the experience of, of going to a love hotel in, in Tokyo or otherwise. Um, and I also, so I'm one of those people who, and I don't think I'm alone in this, but like when I have been on honeymoon, sure, which I've done twice yeah. in my life, the first one we were staying in like hotels and bed and breakfasts and stuff like that. And I always, I'm the person who feels really weird going to a place like, like, where like we're supposed to have sex. Okay, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that cuz I feel like watching the show like one of the things that I kind of couldn't get out of my head was that I feel like the sex room like kind of raises expectations yeah. and like puts on a lot of pressure like 
I love hotel sex. Like, I don't have any inhibitions about that at all. I want to be someone who loves hotel sex. I often feel like when, especially when we go out of town, especially if we're in a hotel, somehow this is different for me in a hotel from like an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I feel a lot of pressure. I mean, and especially like on a honeymoon or something like that. It's like, whoa, nothing feels less sexy to me than having people at the front desk know you're on your honeymoon <laughs> and you check oh, in yeah, and, they, and, they're, and like, they're thinking about you a lot. Of course. Yes. Yes. Cause everyone's thinking about me <laughs> all the time. No. Um, but it, the people at the front desk, the hotel, I mean? like, are like, yeah, what are the people in like two seventeen getting up to? You know what I mean though? No, yeah, I know. Maybe, no, I, okay. I, I do. I do know what you mean because I think it's the same feeling I'm having about the sex room is that like, you know, if there were a sex room in my house, I'd be like, you know, are we using the sex room enough? Like, you know, we haven't used this thing, <laughs> yes, this thing I that know. Melanie put in our sex room yet. Like, you know, you know, should we be focusing on this thing? Like, it feels like a lot of pressure. I mean, I love I'm the, a fun guy. I love. No, I'm, I'm a fun gal. I love the idea of it because it is true. I mean, like, I, I, I just find I'm one of those people for whom like real life very easily encroaches upon my sex drive, sure. like very easily. Uh, I think there's always one of these people in a relationship. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Um, so I can understand how having a sex room would right off the bat solve that problem, but it creates a whole host of other problems. <laughs> sure. So I think this show is filmed in Denver and like with, uh, you know, I think uh, everyone involved like lives in Denver. And I think I think that like helped the show make more sense to me because my first thought was, of course, like how can people afford like a place where they can devote a whole room to being the sex room? I think not that Denver is cheap, but I think it's cheaper than like L.A. or New York. Do you remember when there was something some like uh, thing in The New York Times about like, you know, rent has gotten so expensive. People are like sleeping in like crawl spaces and stuff like that. Can you imagine like if, if season two of How to Build a Sex Room is like New York apartments. Well, like, I thought you were going to say like, how many of these sex rooms do you think are going to end up on Airbnb? Like, I assume that's something you could do. Like you could book. Oh, book, you mean like love room? hotel, like run, run a love hotel out of your, your Denver sex room? Yeah. Why not? I mean, that is a really good idea, especially because I presume like in this these, economy, these couples got this for free. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So let, let's talk about some of the people on the show. Okay. Because, like, I feel like there was one person on the show that I really identified with. Yeah. So, so um, one of the couples on on episode two, they were introduced in episode one, we were um, uh, Ryan and Raj. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, their their dynamic is like you know they're they're both they're really into each other like they clearly like you know are, have have good sex and like have pretty good communication but like it's something that Ryan finds really challenging to talk about and i would say like the wonderful thing about i don't love this show by any means but the wonderful thing about it is so far they're choosing people with well, except in the first episode, there was that weird couple who were yeah. like made out of plastic and and, <laughs> right. and seemed like all out of proportion to normal human couples. But, uh, yeah, but, it, but also it's a reality show, that's so that's true. kind of who that's shows true. up. But at least in this second episode, we had people who have like really normal feelings about sex. Yeah, like 
like one person who likes it, but you know, which is again is not to call like anyone's feelings about sex abnormal, right? Oh, sure, that, but I mean but like very um, middle, like, like like the kind of hangups that that you and I found easy to identify. Oh, with, absolutely, right? that's what I mean. Thank you for that clarification. This guy, Ryan. I mean, it's clear he loves his wife. He loves having sex with her. And yet he finds it hard to say things like this line that Melanie Rose asked him to say. I love feeling my cock in your mouth. While blindfolded and in a sound Uh booth. I love feeling. (laughs) I don't necessarily use those exact words. Okay, how would you say it? I love when you go down on me. I love feeling my cock in your mouth. Yeah, he couldn't say he it. He was like, like yeah. he was like, I love feeling. Yeah. And then, <laughs> it was so great. And then she said, so this is my favorite part of the episode. Then she said, just like, you know, talk to her like the, the things you want to say. And he said, uh, like, I want to undress <laughs> you and I want to feed you some fruits. No, he said, I'm going to start feeding you some I'm fruits. I'm start feeding you some After fruits. After that, we can get to the main course, which uh, is you. Um, and then yeah, he said he Ryan. wanted to go down there and make sure that the area was properly irrigated. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted Melanie Rose to ask more questions. Like, do you irrigate with your mouth? Ma- like, if it's not properly irrigated, do you irrigate with your mouth? Mouth, or do you have any or like, like an industrial strength irrigation system like you'd install right. on, a, on, a, on a factory farm? You know, we should say that right after this, when they showed some like B-roll as they were cutting to the next couple, <laughs> they showed a sprinkler. A sprinkler, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, I should say that also there is uh, there's a, a second recurring character in this other than Melanie Rose, yeah, the sex Mike. designer. And it's Mike, the general contractor, who is like Melanie Rose's. Uh, sidekick uh-huh. constantly sort of acting like he's he's surprised or uh, not game bo- both of them have to do a lot of pretending to be surprised like you know like she's surprised that she showed up and the and the project is actually underway yeah and he meanwhile is really surprised that she's gonna ask him to lie down on a bed and and be put into restraints. Yeah, I, I like their their dynamic makes me a little uncomfortable because I feel like I feel like it, it's the way it is staged. It's like she's not always respecting his boundaries. I, I do find it to be a problematic uh, employer employee relationship. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not a great model to follow. Yeah. So like early on in the episode, like in order to like get like Ryan and Raj to like, you know, speak openly to each other, they went into this beautiful recording studio. And my immediate thought was like, this is my sex room. Like, yes. like I want there to be like, like beautiful guitars and like, you know, vintage keyboards and like an isolation booth. Do you think that there are like special pedals you can hook up to your spouse <laughs> so that you can like ma- have them make all kinds of special noises? I'm going to say Like yes. a whammy bar you could hook up to Watzel. <laughs> God. I'm sorry. This is the worst idea I've ever had. This is like a real dad joke. It really is. Um, like where would, now I was going to say where would it attach, but don't answer that. Okay. Um, I was thinking that, so because Raj is a jazz singer, right? Right. I was thinking they were going to have her do something with her like singing, but instead they just put them in separate sound booths, but they could still hear each other and like talk to each other, but they were blindfolded. Right. So I think, so I was thinking of like to kind of give them a sense, a sense of uh, like isolation, like, you know, I can speak freely, but like every, everybody's listening and it was being recorded for a TV show. Um, Yeah. I would have, I would have found like the stuff that, that Ryan was being asked to say difficult also. Yeah, I mean, I'm really curious if you were put in that room and blindfolded and and she said, you know, I love feeling my cock in your mouth. Yeah, like this is 
you know, quite, <laughs> so quite honestly, right yeah, now. no, no, like this is something that I've like, you know, worked hard to get better at over like my adult life and like, you know, still have like a long way to go. So but I, I have gotten. Better. So if you were asked to say that phrase in particular, would that one feel difficult to you? Yeah, really? You can't you, you can't say it to your spouse. No, I can, but, but like you had to work on like it. Like it, it's you know, it's taken like a lot of practice. Like, you know, it's it's kind of getting through that like, you know, I think for some people, like, you know, kind of dirty talk with each other just kind of comes naturally. I don't want to assume no, that, but it seems so like it. This is so interesting. I I think that again, it's so interesting how uh how we all like find our partners. Sure. Because I'm the one in the relationship who's good at that. Yeah, I can I can see that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm the one in the relationship who's good at that. And Ash is always like, God, I wish I were better at this. Well, I think like, you know, the thing I realized, which is completely obvious, but like you have to like, you know, have all these realizations for yourself is that like, it's it's okay to like say the thing that is embarrassing to say and like, you know, experience the embarrassment and get past it. And it'll be a little less embarrassing next time. And like the fact that you had to go through that process doesn't make it less sexy. And also mm-hmm. that it's okay to say things that are extremely cliched because like, like, you know, in the moment. Right. They yeah. don't feel that way. Yeah. And like, you know, there's billions of people on Earth and they're not all having sex in unique ways. So like, I'm not going to come up with anything new. Yeah. And that's OK. <laughs> I love that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about. So when we watched the first episode of this, we had two couples, neither of whom had children. And it was very heteronormative in that the um, the. The male identifying partner was flogging the female identifying right. partner. And I was just like, come on, guys, yeah. like do better. In this second episode, we met a couple who I found delightful in. Well, actually, both of these couples were delightful in the way they kind of flipped the script a little bit. Um, so Hannah and Wesley were the second couple. Yeah, they, they had, were great. They had a three-year-old child. Um, Hannah is sort of the more the more dominant one sexually in the relationship. Wesley is this like tall guy with like this chin strap facial hair. And he is like a real jokester, but also like really present and and quite earnest when it comes yeah. to his like sex positivity but at the same time just like so non-douchey yeah no i i, I liked them it. very much i loved it um and they have a three-year-old and um so they built their sex room in the basement like like the three-year-old of course has taken over the whole house so they like yeah. built a sex room in the basement and uh, the best feature of it is that it to get in there there's like a bookcase that secretly opens up as a door yeah but and she referred to it as a murphy door which i, I, like I had a murphy not heard bed. i had before. not heard that before either but that's you know a what? sex term i felt like so it, can i be really honest about the decor of these places yeah i feel like i know that they're doing this on a budget and this is a tv show but the stuff that melanie rose is putting in there i feel like is super cheap okay yeah uh, and and i was a bit peeved personally that she did not build a whole wall yeah. of bookshelves to conceal this murphy door in i because, can feel you seething because during that part as of the it show. is you've got this blank wall and then in the middle of it like a little bookshelf and the bookshelf opens. Yeah. And also I think because it's a TV show, like they have to like put a lot of things in the room and like my first thing would be like, we have to get some of this stuff out of here before I can relax. Oh my God. Like Raj and Ryan's room, which literally had like this, this really like a comfy looking big old sofa, Mm -hmm. which you could imagine all kinds of things happening on, but there's a coffee table in front of it. And then next to the coffee table, also in front of it was like a little side table. And I was like, well, shit, you're going to have to move all the furniture around to access this yep. sofa. 
Anyway, and yeah, there's like tons of uh, little knickknacks. Yeah, it's there's a real knickknackery. Yeah, there's such a knickknackery. Um, also, just like a lot of like Matthew in your yeah. sex room. Okay, would you want that floor lamp that she brought into Raj and Ryan's room that had literally like a white? sheepskin looking lampshade. I'm going to say no, because I'd be worried about it catching on fire. <laughs> well, she was like, you know, I've I've filled this room with textures that you will want to touch with your skin. And I, Matthew and I were both sitting there looking at each other going like, I think we'd have to burn these textures after we've touched them oh, yeah, once so with like, our like naked the, bodies. Sort of like, you know, long, like shag, fleecy. Uh, Just ready comforter. to absorb yeah. liquids. Right. <laughs> yeah, like I like I don't know, like like watching watching this show like makes me feel very boring. <laughs> oh, big time. I appreciated that that Wesley of Hannah and Wesley articulated that. Yeah. He was like some of the things that that Melanie Rose was exposing them to made him feel really boring. And I I appreciated the relatability of that because Certainly for me, that was the case, too. Yeah. So like we should mention that. I mean, so one thing that Melanie Rose does in the process of like trying to feel out what their sex room should be like is she she challenges them in some way by like either giving them uh, taking them to like a kink lesson Mm -hmm. with like a professional dom or um uh, the, you know, the, the weird kind of sound booth thing she did. <laughs> right. But anyway, with Hannah and Wesley, <laughs> she clearly kind of overshot the mark yeah. for them. She took them to this this pro-dom named Mistress Devi, mm-hmm. who was in the middle of a flogging session with her partner, I think, who went by 46 or yeah. something, who was like bound and gagged. And anyway, you could just see Hannah and Wesley standing there like absolutely not feeling it. And I loved that that happened and that she was able to pivot and be like, here are some other ways that we can show you to use these ideas of like bondage or whatever in a way that works for you. It was like really kind of great. Yeah, because then then they tried like some like sort of non non restraining rope play Mm -hmm. that they both really enjoyed. Mm hmm. They tried an inversion table, which I found really personally perplexing because uh-huh. I can't think of anything less sexy than all the blood rushing right. to my head. Uh huh. I mean, what do you think? They were like, "Ooh, we we could use it for like sixty nining," which I think is true, especially because because Wesley was really tall and right. Hannah was really short, so this was great. But. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be upside down. But I think right. a lot of people do. So so like she does this thing where she where she brings like her bag of tricks and like, you know, pulls some things yeah. out of it to kind of challenge, challenge the uh, the couple. And I think actually on future episodes, I think it's not always a couple. It usually is. But I think there's one for like a single person <laughs> oh, good. and one one for like like a polyamorous group. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and uh, but usually it's a couple. And so like to like make them like, you know, sort of like talk it out, like, you know, you know, are, am I interested in that? And, I, you know, thinking about it for myself, first of all, I want to ask you, like, what you would like to see well, pulled I, out of the bag. I want to name a couple things yeah. that she has pulled out in the two episodes we've watched. Yeah. So she's pulled out a riding crop. Sure. With a sparkly handle. She's pulled out a flogger. So uh, like a riding crop, similar to a riding crop, but with these like uh, leather tassels. Yeah. Uh, she's pulled out handcuffs. She's pulled out a butt plug. Yep. Anything else? 
Um, those are the things I remember. And then the couple kind of responds and says like, ooh, we've never done that or we'd like to do that or not for us or whatever. So Matthew, here are some here here are some things that I'm going to pull out of the bag when I'm your sex designer. Oh, okay. Okay, you ready? Yep. Here's item number one. Oh, these are things you think I would like? No, no, okay. I'm just pulling them out oh, to yeah, gauge yeah. your response and oh, all right. see, see how I should I, design. I like wrote like things that I would want to have pulled out. Oh, no, okay. I, I'm not going to do that. All right. I'm going to tell you okay. just what I would pull out of my bag. All right. Yeah, go ahead. A teapot. All right. Oh, uh, I like it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, I like I like tea. Ooh, I like... So we'll have like a little tea room within your sex room I where love you can it. sit yeah. and have naked tea. I like that. So it's... Like, I have to be careful because the tea is hot. <laughs> right. Right. But um, you could maybe be, ooh. What if you were uh, like uh, attached to the St. Andrew's cross from okay. the first episode and Lori. Which, which made an appearance in the second episode also. And Lori was maybe uh, like like feeding you tea. Does not appeal to me. Oh, whoops. Okay. There we go. All right. We so, crossed so the line. That, like I was trying to think about like, you know, sort of like what is my sort of like sexual aesthetic like while yeah. you're watching this show. Yeah. And like to me, like it's like I would say every day, like. You know, because like when I was thinking about like what so would I want to see. So tell me like things you'd want in your sex bag or give me one thing. So, Let's okay. So like the thing, like if I think of something like what's something really sexy to me like and I'm like being serious, it's like a, a regular white T-shirt that's kind of see-through. Okay. V-neck like, or crew neck? Either, honestly. Wow. Okay. No, no. I I remember you talking about this. This has come up before in in sex conversations we've had, and we've had many. We have actually. actually. It's, true. it's true. We have. That's. Um. I remember when you were. Never mind. I'm going to take this. We'll take it off. Okay. Off, off air. Um. Yeah. Because like like I kind of want like. You know, for me, I don't want there to be like a separate room. I want I want it to be and like I know this is not practical for, for everyone. It doesn't like work for everyone. But like I want kind of like the the hint of sex to be like worked into everyday life. Like, yeah. you know, you don't need to like put on something special or go into a special room like, you know, it could like it could break out at any time. I mean, like, what about a book? Would you want some books in the sex room? Sure. Like a like a, you know, book of like erotic stories. Or just sure, or just sure. Like, like any book, any book. Because I was thinking that, like you know, maybe what again? I was going to refer to something you've told me about your sex life, but I'm not going to now. I, I put on my what I would honestly come out of the bag um, uh, some of those mintia breath mints from Japan because oh, like gonna fresh say, breath is so important. I was going to say starlight mints. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have we, have we run that bit into the ground yet? No. no. Okay, mintia. This is great. Do you keep mintia in the bedroom? I do. Oh, this is great. My spouse is a mouthwash user, mm -hmm. but you can't keep that in the bedroom. Where are you going to spit Exactly. It? <laughs> what about like a like a sexy spittoon with like, you know, great mm. curves? A spittoon <laughs> that like looks like like hips yeah, and a butt. Yeah, that's exactly what yes. I was thinking. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right, Matthew. Let's see here. Um, ready whip. I'm going to be a bit of hard no on that. <laughs> Okay. I mean, okay. So not in, okay. in terms of like the classic, like, you know, I'm going to yep. like, you know, put some on this fruits. body part and then, and then lick it you. off. No, that sounds, that sounds sticky. Do um, you want to like, eat fruits before sex? No. Do you want to eat, do you want to have food involved in sex? I don't. No. I don't really either. I never, I never have. I would like to, I'd like to kind of like, you know, have sex, get hungry and then, and then have a satisfying meal afterwards. Oh, that's Again, nice. I'm, I'm like very, you know, I'm super fun. No, that is super fun. I'm here for it. Okay. Yeah. I'm here for that. 
Yeah. What would the meal be afterwards, ideally? <laughs> it's the same meal every time. <laughs> no, I do. I have a friend who told me that after sex, she always wants a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Okay, so so that you got, you got like a lot of fun friends. It sounds I, like no, me. I love that. I lo- I love it. Like keeping it, you know, keeping it like every day. No, that's great. Like that's that's a good question. Like I'm gonna I'm probably gonna like wander into the kitchen and like see what kind of chips we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, like pasta, yes, sounds mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Like a burger sounds good. But like like afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking about I had a conversation years ago with a friend and we were talking about we were joking about this friend was dating somebody new. And we were joking about like, what kind of like meal do you go out for when like, you know, you're going to have sex? Oh, that's a good question. And I and I immediately was kind of like thinking Italian food. And my friend was like, no, that is like way too heavy. Like you go out for something like fish or something. Yeah. And I was like, I've never thought about that, but it is true. I don't want to be too lethargic. Yeah, like I know um I guess I guess we're like getting away from the sex room it's and fine. just this and just talk to the sex. But like this I think we've talked we about this before. Like, you know, I've I've thought about sometimes like, you know, just just as a thought experiment, like, you know, if I were gonna like, you know, be dating, meeting, like having sex with someone new, I would be a wreck. I would I would be like, you know, worried that I was doing everything wrong. And like I don't need to because like I think like I'm good at like asking Oh, like, I've I've been there yeah, recently. Right, and exactly. I did I did do everything wrong. Um but but it was okay, right? Well, I did. You know what I figured out is just that. Um, well, you know, you're you're not sexually compatible with everybody. Yeah, no, that's totally. But fair. it is really painful to discover that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and I, I think I am good at like you know asking like what do you like and like you know that's that you know like when when I was. But then the tricky thing is when what you like truly conflicts oh, with what they like. Ab- absolutely. That's no, I totally I totally get that. Like the thing, you know, something I liked about the show is that like, you know, I think like kind of the dynamic I like is that I'm not I'm not really into like power dynamics, mm-hmm. but I really like being told specifically what to do because mm-hmm. then I know that if I do that thing, it will make my partner happy mm-hmm. uh, and I don't have to like guess or second guess myself. Mm-hmm. So that feels really good. And that I think is something that... Um, keeps the area properly irrigated. It does keep the area properly irrigated. That's something that I think is is something you figure out hopefully. I mean, that's something I hope everybody figures out like when you start having sex is that like telling somebody else what you want doesn't have to mean like that you don't like what they're doing. Oh, of course. It means that like you're telling them how to please you and that is a great collaborative project. Yeah, absolutely. It's like taking someone's hand and putting it where you want their hand. That's the best. Yes, yes. No, I agree. Um, Okay, wait, Matthew. There are a few other things that we have to cover here. Of course. Um, The B-roll in this show is (laughs) absolutely so (laughs) B-roll-y. Like, okay, so they... They licensed, or, or I don't even know if they licensed. They they have a bunch of music in the show, like you know that uh, they will start a new song like every t- three minutes and like play like the first thirty seconds of the song, and it's usually not a song you've heard before, probably because that's what they could get cheaply, mm-hmm. and they're often really on the nose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like oh god, there was one where the I was very aware of the lyrics, like I don't want you to hurt me, yeah, or something like that. Do, do you really want to hurt me? Yeah. Do you really want to really make, really make me cry? No, they could um, not afford that song. I loved the B-roll in particular in this second episode. We had B-roll of uh, people walking through what looked like uh, like a college square. Mm-hmm. 
uh, a, a heterosexual couple or, or a man and a woman walking with uh, a dog. Yep. Yep. Super sexy. The sprinklers, a lot of like overhead crane shots of just like a suburb. And oh God. Yeah. A lot of, I think I, those are drone shots. Now drone shots. Too. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, with uh, some tracked housing. Yeah. Like, like I guess maybe, I don't know if any thought went into it, but maybe the thought was like, you know, imagine like all like the down and dirty fucking going on in the, these houses. Like, yes. One after another. Yes. I also really loved uh, some of the slow motion footage of the construction happening. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the penny tile being laid in the bathroom or like other tiles where they were using <laughs> the tiles, spacers. tile spacers. <laughs> and it was like they, they had so tile spacers are like, you know, kind of like almost cross shaped sort of or, yeah. or like T shaped. And, you know, it was so clear that they were like in vagina. <laughs> oh, there was one part. pressing the tile spacer between the tiles. They really lean on the on the like dad joke one liners because there's one part where Mike was was installing the Murphy door and uh, he, he said, I can't find the hole. Uh-huh. And, and clearly like, you know, the director was like, say that again. No, let's let's get another take of I can't find the hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get another take of I can't find the hole. <laughs> Remember when Ryan was sitting in the recording studio and Melanie was like, now say I can't find the hole (laughs) 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 I really loved it when Melanie Rose like kind of looks winkingly at the camera when she's with Hannah and Wesley yeah she's like nailed it the three year old is not the only one getting a playroom (laughs) (laughs) I also loved it when Wesley goes who doesn't like sex and who doesn't like showers they were talking (laughs) about having sex in the shower uh, and I was like that's what everybody goes for sex in the shower for because we like showers what I guess okay Um, there was another thing Wesley said that I loved was uh, he said like you know when you've got a three year old like you know after you put the kid to bed like you know you only have like enough time and energy left for like you know you could watch a movie or have sex or have or eat dinner and he's like I usually go for dinner because dinner's good (laughs) It's like, yeah, I get yeah, that. totally. Um, Matthew, do you have anything else in your your sex bag? Um, yeah, well, I put I put like a gift card to a hotel because, like, you know, the the hotel it's like it's not going to be like a sex room in terms of decor, but like I do I do can like get into that feeling of like you know when we're when we're in here like we don't have to worry about anything out there <laughs> i was just so when, <laughs> when you're I, here your family when i envisioned us doing this bit of like the the sex bag i envisioned us pretending we were melanie rose and yeah. like pulling things out of our sex bag and one of the things that i was thinking about and i but texted this, you yesterday and said like i have no no ideas let's but, bag that but, bit but now like uh, but like can you imagine if she like it, it just imagine her with one of these couples like what if she pulled out like a flashlight and they okay. had to figure out like, like what does that mean? What is this for? <laughs> like a dental mirror. Um, yeah. Well, I was, I, you know, I was thinking about like during the bag, like, you know, is, could I imagine her like pulling something out that would make me say, oh, like, you know, I never thought about it before. Maybe that is the thing for me. I feel like I'm so like old and set in my ways at this point that that feels really unlikely, but mm-hmm. I like the idea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did you know the difference between a flogger and a crop? Uh, not not until I watched the show. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah. You know, I do have to say that the show there's, serves... There's like one that's kind of like halfway between them. It's called a flop. <laughs> 
God, Matthew. Oh, it's a good thing that these people already know what they're getting into when they listen to this. Because right. God. Anyway, I would have you, to say, would you go on the show if you if you could get some free, uh, you know, interior design and construction? Absolutely outfit? not. Absolutely not. Because her rooms are so fucking ugly. It's true. I would not want one of those in my house. I'd be like, please, just leave. I feel like if I if I liked the aesthetic, I would want to say like, yeah, I would be game to go on the show. So like when Teenager the Show December leaves for college, I mean, That's you're, you're right. going to take their room and turn it into like a sound studio for yourself, sort of, right? Yeah, well, in, in that I'm going to put a piano in there and probably not do anything else. Okay. But anyway, you could also turn it into a sex room, Matthew. Yeah, I mean, except they're going to like come home for Thanksgiving. And, no, and st- they won't. You think we'll never see them again? Probably that's how it works. No, no, I don't mean to. I don't mean to crush your hopes, but you could have a sex room, bud. We could, but like we already have a bedroom. Like that's the but thing. But this is the thing with the show. I, All I these know. people seem to think they need a whole separate room. But and I again, like if if that feels like it would really do it for you or like you need that, like that sounds great. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd wind up being like, "Ooh, I need a home office," and I'd put my desk in there. Of course, yeah. You know? Or like, you know, who's gonna whose job is it to vacuum the sex room this week? Like, right? Or like, could you go like, you know, grab the laundry from the sex room and put it in the washing machine? Yeah, it's going to accumulate so much shit. Right? Because you're going to like put one thing in there and like, you know, I'm just going to put this in here temporarily. (laughs) And we all know that's the biggest lie. Yeah. Like when you when you order your kid's birthday present from Amazon and you need to hide the box, hide the box, you put it in the sex room. And then suddenly you're having sex with like your 10 year old sewing machine. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. (laughs) There's going to be like a pile of like crates of just random shit in there. And like all your camping gear, all your camping gear. Oh, boy. Camping sex. Now that is, I feel like that, that's a sex room right there. Yeah. Is that, is that like a good thing? (laughs) I've only done it once. And it was like camp when we were camping once without a child. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause camping with a child, even if they're in another tent, like it's so easy for them to just come unzip that flap. I mean, and plus we, yeah, it's just, it's noisy. Yeah, it all those textures really rustle a lot. <laughs> it doesn't appeal to me, but I think that's just because camping in general doesn't appeal to me. And like, if it did, then I would probably da- be down for camping sex. Okay, okay. Do we have anything else to say about this this sex room show? This I don't was think fun. So. Do we do we recommend the show? Not uh, uh, not really. You know, but... I do want to say that I think today's episode did more for me than the first one, and me I too. do want to say that today's episode did make me want to go home and come on to my spouse. Okay. Like, you know, what uh, can I give you some some things to practice saying to them? (laughs) No, but I was just thinking about uh, I was just it's fun to be reminded of the possibilities. Yeah. And that is what the show does really well. It's like it's not it's like the real sex room is in your mind. Exactly. The real sex room is always in your mind. It's true. Oh man, the sex room of the mind. I love that room. Yeah, I would watch I would watch that show. What would the show be? Mm, I don't know. I think that's a romance novel. Yeah, the sex, the sex room, room of the mind. mind. All right, we'll have to write it. Great. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, this has been a delight. Thank you so much for uh, subscribing to the show and helping to make it possible for us to do nonsense like this. Yeah, we we give you bonus episodes three times a year. Uh, and uh, so the next one will be on uh, July 4th. Thank you so much for supporting us. Like, you know, we couldn't we couldn't build the sex room without your subscriber contributions. Even the sex room of the mind needs subscriber contributions. And, and 
and needs to be vacuumed regularly. It does. It does. Meditation. That's, that's the Meditation is. is the way to vacuum the sex room of the mind. That is that is the deepest thing we've ever come up with. All right. Well, I'm so proud of us. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Um, and, uh, you know, you know all about like where to find us and stuff yeah. uh, because because you've been with us for the long haul or if you're a new subscriber for for the wonderfully short haul. But but we hope you'll be you'll stay with us for the long haul. Um, where you hauling? Where you hauling? Uh, if you have like a like a trailer, like could you could you like turn your trailer <laughs> into a sex room? Absolutely, yeah. That's like a mobile sex sex room. Ooh, like who would drive? it? I wonder if anybody's gonna do that on the show. I guess you you like can't like no you 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 park it somewhere. Yeah, you just keep it in the driveway and I go hope, out there. I, that's an that's an interesting idea. That is an interesting idea. Then you could like what if you yeah what if your neighbors had like a like a sex trailer and like sometimes you would see it rocking and then you should not come a knocking. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Hipster Burton. I told Ash about it. I'm That's sorry. fine. Yeah, Ash was like, oh, that sounds great. Okay, did you try it? We haven't tried it okay. yet.